0: Please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is, right? That's a common saying. It's good wisdom to help Uh, us avoid getting taken by a scam. If we get an email saying that someone in Nigeria has inherited millions of dollars and is eager to share that inheritance with us, if only we will send some money to help them get to the U.S., it's probably too good to be true. Is God exempt from the idea that if it seems too good to be true, then it probably is? Are we willing and able to believe that God is as great as we are told or does that too sometimes seem too good to be true trust does not come easy not even trust in god we baptized a baby Molly this morning and the words we all said are part of what is called the baptismal covenant which is the service we use for baptizing babies, but it is also, and adults, but it is also the service we use to receive teens or adults into church membership. After the introduction to the service, if you might remember, the service asks parents, in the case of a child who can't yet make the promises for themselves, or asks teens or adults who are old enough to make the decisions on their own. We ask in the service that these people profess their faith. And here's the third question. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him? That phrase, that put your whole trust in His grace, sparked quite a bit of discussion in my recent Exploring Membership series. Folks were quite candid in acknowledging how much we put our trust in ourselves, our abilities, our agency. It isn't easy to trust God, especially not to place our whole trust in God. It wasn't easy for the widow in our story from Scripture today. Perhaps she believed that what the prophet was telling her was too good to be true. The great prophet Elijah needed food, and God instructs Elijah where to go get that food. Our Scripture says that God said to Elijah, "'Go now to Zarephath.'" For I have commanded a widow there to feed you. However, when we get to the point where we meet the widow, it sounds like maybe she didn't get the memo. We don't get the sense that she heard this command from the Lord. First, Elijah asks her for a little bit of water, and she readily agrees. But then Elijah asks for some bread, and the widow objects. So perhaps she didn't quite hear that command from God. The widow says, I have nothing baked only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug she goes on to say that she was about to take that and make a little bit of bread for herself and her son that they would eat that presumably their last meal and then wait to die still Elijah tells the widow to feed him first and also tells her of God's promise that she will not run out of meal or oil so she gives it a try and it turns out to be true I think the widow followed what Elijah said, not so much out of trust as out of desperation. She had almost nothing left to lose. She'd run out of other options. I've heard so many powerful stories over the years, from friends, from colleagues, from parishioners, about those moments when life has brought them so low that there was nothing else to do. And so they turned to God. Absolutely, They throw themselves on God's mercy. I have experiences like that too. How about you? For many of us, that's what it takes to get us to turn toward God in that way. We have to first exhaust our own devices. We have to get past the point where our own strength and will, our intelligence and creativity and money can help us out in whatever situation we're in. Because our own devices, our own strength, all those things I said, those are what we most often put our trust in. It's also something we hope we can control, and this is what we feel we can count on. And then when we've exhausted all those options, all other options, then we really turn it all over to God. I wonder what it would be like to lean on God consistently, to understand the capabilities I trust in as, as being secondary to the security that I get from God's presence in my life. Many of us have to exhaust our own resources before we really turn to God. I think maybe that's what the widow in today's scripture was doing. She had reached the point where she was just about to run out of food. She was ready to give up, to share the last food with her son and then wait to die And so in that situation, she listened to God's prophet and took that risk, trusting what the prophet said to her about a promise God was making to her. It seems like her trust didn't run very deep, however. It seems it was rather fragile. As soon as something else goes wrong, she blames Elijah, and we can infer she's blaming God. The widow's son gets sick, deathly sick. The scripture says there was no breath left in him. And the widow immediately blames Elijah, and possibly herself a bit too. Here's what she says. What have you against me, O man of God? You have come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to cause the death of my son. In spite of what Elijah has already done to prove himself, the widow quickly pronounces judgment, sees him as guilty before proven innocent. You heard how the story goes on, Elijah revives the widow's son. And then, finally, and only then, the widow makes a grand pronouncement of faith. Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. Don't we hesitate to trust God? The folks in my Exploring Membership series raised good questions that are relevant to any of us in our experience of faith. Isn't it hard to... Trust that we can depend on God for all things in life? God has to prove herself over and over again, and only gradually do we grow in trust. I know this all too well from my own experience. I know what it is to feel desperate to try all my own resources first, and then, at the point of feeling desperate, lean hard on God. What do we trust? Sometimes we trust our families, or a most reliable friend. Sometimes we trust our own wherewithal. I trust my ability to take care of myself. Sometimes we trust a strong leader or a good law. Some of us may be able to trust in the goodness of humanity. But still we look for proof. Our legal system may say that people are innocent until proven guilty, but as we approach life, our skepticism and our judgment crop up easily. It's all too common to assume people are guilty until they're proven innocent. And I'm not really talking about crime or the legal system here. I'm talking about how easy it is to attribute negative intentions to another person for something that may be a simple act of carelessness or ignorance or a misunderstanding. Even God is guilty until proven innocent. Guilty of not taking enough care of us, not protecting us, not giving us what we need. I think the widow of Zarephath had determined that God and Elijah were guilty of disregarding her well-being until at great lengths they were proven innocent. It's very human to be skeptical, to approach situations as if people are guilty until proven innocent. It's very human and normal to find it difficult to trust in God or to wonder what that even means, what that might look like. So why does it matter that we consider this? It matters for a couple of reasons. One is that it is also very human to imagine that if I can trust my own wherewithal, everyone should be able to do that. It easily leads to an attitude of blame toward those who are less fortunate than ourselves. By contrast, trusting that even our own wherewithal comes to us only as a gift of God's grace can temper our sense of self, and help us look more quickly beyond ourselves. Trusting that God wants more for us than simply a life of self-sufficiency reminds us to place interdependence and connection as higher priorities than self-reliance. If we trust God, who we cannot see, then we had better honor and lean on one another to help us participate in this life that is much broader than our individuality. And what can it mean in our lives to trust God? John Wesley taught a consistent message of balancing grace and responsibility, the encouragement that we should wholly trust in God's grace while also being responsible for our part. Trusting God doesn't mean examining our sense of, uh, abandoning our sense of responsibility and imagining that we can still have the fullness of life that God intends for us, not to mention the practical things that we need to sustain life. Trusting God means having the humility to acknowledge that we don't know or understand everything, that we continue to be in need of wisdom and guidance beyond our own internal resources. Trusting God means catching a glimpse of the bigger picture, as big as things might look from God's infinite perspective, which helps place the ups and downs of our own lives into a perspective that might help us navigate life with a little more equanimity. Trusting God means knowing that there is something and someone that can encompass all of reality, beyond what is perceptible to humans. It means believing that glimpses of reality from that divine, all-encompassing perspective are available to us through the wisdom of faith. And that these glimpses can give us a real and valuable guidance for being our best selves and helping shape our world in ways that are consistent with God's best hopes for us. Being anxious about what we can trust isn't bad. The widow in our story was in a desperate situation And her anxiety is understandable. Imagining that we are responsible for the course of our lives isn't bad either. Taking responsibility for ourselves is important. But too much anxiety and a disproportionate need for self-sufficiency can be barriers to our relationship with God. Anxiety and an illusion of self-sufficiency can displace God from the center of our lives, can make God somehow peripheral. But when we hold God at the center of it all, when we trust God's care for us and God's vision for our lives and our world, we are freer to fulfill the potential that is in us. We are freer to fully claim our identity as children of God. That is not too good to be true. Because what is as true today as it was when Elijah conveyed God's promise to the widow— is that in our own way, we too can lean on God. We too can rest secure in God's care for us. We can trust in God. Amen.